Welcome to the Baseball America podcast. Baseball America, bringing you baseball news you can't get anywhere else for more than 35 years. Now it's time to talk baseball. Hey everyone, we're back for another Baseball America podcast. J.J. Cooper and Matt Eddy. This is the fifth in a series of six as we do division drafts. We are rolling through, taking, if you, this is your first one you're listening to of these, we've got good news. We've got four others. We've already done these. You can go back and check. But what we're doing is we are taking the top 10 prospects in every organization by division, lop it off the number ones. You can't draft a number one. We know you want them. You can't have them. And then after that, we are then saying, okay, let's line this up and let's just try to, I, and then Matt does the same thing. We try to pick the most talented team we can. We're not worried about having a first baseman and a second baseman and a shortstop, anything like that. If you want to take all right-handed pitchers, take them. If you want to take all left-handed throwing catchers, take them. I don't know where you'll find them, but you can take them if you want. Um, but you take them, you, you know, in that order. And then we, by doing this, what we hope it does is, for one, it makes us put our money where our mouth is because we're picking our own personal biases. This is not something where we say, just how the top 100 lines up. This is who I think is going to, I want to take, who Matt thinks he wants to take. But beyond that also, it, it does show, when we did the AL Central version of this, we took four White Sox before we took anyone from any other team in the division. What does that tell you? As you would probably expect, that the White Sox have the best farm system in that division because it is about impact talent, and that's where we thought the, uh, the White Sox stood out. Before we do that, though, we do want to remind you, as we always do, we thank you for listening, and our podcast are brought to you by Baseballism. Baseballism is the official off-the-field brand of baseball, offering apparel for men, women, and kids. If you're a baseball fan, you need to check out Baseballism.com or visit their retail locations in Cooperstown, New York and Scottsdale, Arizona. Visit Baseballism.com and enter the code BA2017 to save 20% on your order. As you've seen on the Facebook Lives here, as you've seen if you go to Baseballism.com, they are some really cool gear, really like it. You're talking about shirts for hats and all that, but especially I like the shirts, the shirts for baseball fans. Shirts that if you wear to a baseball game, it's going to be apparent to everyone around you that you clearly are not just a baseball fan, but you are a knowledgeable baseball fan. It sets you apart that way. Uh, I'm a big fan of the baseballism gear. We are big fans of having baseballism as a sponsor here. But Matt, we roll into the NL East. It's a good division. Mm-hmm. This is better than we just did the AL Central yesterday. Better, better talent here. Oh, yeah. Helps that you have the number one organization in baseball. Yeah, and we don't even have access to Dansby Swanson, the Braves' number one, mm-hmm. Braxton Garrett, the Marlins' number one, Ahmed Rosario, the Mets' number one, J.P. Crawford, the Phillies' number one, or Victor Robles, the Nationals' number one. And Marlins fans, we apologize. We do not have access to Braxton Garrett. Um, feel free to listen to the rest of this, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're not going to hear any of your players <laughs> picked here. But uh, we go seven deep. Seven players per, so that is 14 players that we are picking from essentially a pool of 45. So we're picking one-third of the top 10, essentially. And so it is a National League team. That means, Matt, you have the first pick. And who are you going to take? I think you know where I'm going here because I think you and I are the high the high men on this particular player. I'm taking Ozzy Albies. I would have taken him also if of, I had. Of the Braves, uh, the second baseman. Outstanding hitting ability. Outstanding and he's a speed. second baseman because Dansby Swanson's on the same team. Let yes. Me if, if not for Swanson or a similar player, Albies probably would be a shortstop. But he's. I think he has more power than people give him credit for. He started to show that in the Southern League this year where the power did play. Especially, power is different. It doesn't have to be home runs. Mm-hmm. Power, it can be doubles and triples. Especially for a guy like him who's going to be batting first or second. And he's not going to be a middle of the order hitter. 
doubles and triples, and Ozzy Albies is going to hit a lot of triples. He has the speed. He has the gap power that he needs to do that. Uh, again, he's he's going to get to slugging percentage. If you think of power as slugging percentage, he's going to get to slugging percentage, decent slugging percentages, without having a need to hit 20 home runs in a year. Mm-hmm. So I agree completely with that pick. He'd have been my first pick. That doesn't give me him as an option. So I will go, though, top pick in last year's draft, Mickey Moniak. Mickey Moe, as, Ma- as John Manuel likes to call him. I... Uh, you know, enjoyed. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, you can go back and listen to our Phillies podcast. You hear an interview that John and I recorded in John's car, taking Mickey Moniak back to the airport after the <laughs> Baseball America Awards Gala. Uh, but Mickey Moniak, center fielder, the value of hits going to depend on is the hit tool a six, which is where you'll hit a lot of scouts, or is it a seven hit tool, 300 hitter type guy, which I think he's got a chance to be. Defensive value in center field as well. Um, we've done a lot of these lately, Matt. Who was the center fielder we took? The defense, um, uh, uh, Margot, Manuel Margot. Mm-hmm. I could see Mickey Moniak being a better version of Manuel Margot in some ways. Okay, that's a that's a guy I'll go there. Okay, so with my second pick, there's a lot of good options on the board. You know, I think I would take Eric Fetty of the Nationals. I don't okay. think. In fact, I will. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You get to pick. You, you have to turn the card in, though. You can't just say, I think I might do it. <laughs> Coming back from TJ, and he did so successfully last season as he, as he advanced to double A. Two outstanding pitches, great control, misses bats. I think there's a lot to like there. Okay. Back to me. I'm going to go a little off the board here. I'm going to go Ronald Acuna. So, Ronald Acuna, number six prospect in the Braves organization. I'm going to go hitter over pitchers here. There's a lot of Braves pitchers in this top ten. Yeah. But I pushed strongly uh, when we did our top tens or top thirties to move Acuna up. Uh, the knock on Acuna really is is that he had 40 games last year in an injury plague season in his first uh, full season of professional ball. You know, he had time in the you know in the complex leagues and all before that, but we didn't get to see a full extent of what Ronald Acuna could do. But I think he could be a plus defender who hits for average, gets on base, with power. There's a lot to like there, and I do think he could be one of the breakout prospects of the uh, 2017 season. So I'm going to try to get a little bit ahead of the curve, and I'm taking Ronald Lacuna. Okay. I'll go uh, Jorge Alfaro, Phillies catcher, power, strong throwing arm. He's right out of central casting in that regard. And improved defense in the last year, I'd say. Yep, he's on the cusp of the major leagues. We'll be seeing him this year, I'm sure. The Phillies have, I think, zero veteran catchers on their 40-man roster. If you don't count uh, Cameron Rupp. Yeah, uh, Cameron Rupp. Technically is, a vet, but... Cameron Rupp is not staying in his way for a long term. So so that gives you Alfaro. Um, back to me. And I will now go back a little bit more to form, and I'll take Colby Allard of the Braves. Uh, Allard was considered by... Probably the best prep pitcher in the 2015 draft class, if not for the fact that he had a back injury uh, that really kept him out for pretty much the entire season, uh, but returned this year, had a brief start, you know, started a little late in the season because of the back injury, came up to Rome, was terrible, was sent down to the Appy League, was great, was sent back to Rome, was great, and three pitches. Plus stuff, feel, everything you kind of look for. Throws a lot of strikes for a young left-hander mm-hmm. as well. Okay. I think I know where you're going next. You do, do you? I do. Yeah, I'll take Dominic Smith. Oh, 
Is that where I was going? Sculpted, the newly sculpted Dominic Smith, who lost. He has he, significant, significantly better shape now. Yeah, I think he showed last year the ability to hit for power and average. Not at the same time yet, but I think that ability is there. So I'm taking Dom Smith. So that puts it back to me, and I'm going to stay on my Braves uh, scenario, and I'm going to go Mike Soroka. So Soroka is more of the... Uh, uh, is safe a young high school pitching prospect who's just pitched in low A to me can be because the stuff is solid, if not spectacular. There's brave pitchers you can have on this list who have better pure stuff, but Soroka has good stuff with excellent feel, excellent locate, ability to locate for his age. Um, a very analytical pitcher who kind of looks at his own weaknesses and improves them and really had a, a very solid season for that great Rome, our minor league team of the year, Rome team last year. So Mike Soroka's my pick. Where'd you think I was going previously? Soroka. Okay. I thought you were going to go with the strike-throwing... Uh... No. Um, okay, I think here I'm going to go Sixto Sanchez of the Phillies. Oh. The Gulf Coast League pitcher who gave up I don't know, zero, approximately zero earned runs this year. I'm very bummed. I was <laughs> Sixto. I was thinking... He has one of these arms where it's just the fastball the batters can't square up. You know, I think it remains to be seen whether he's a starter, but there's a lot of ingredients you like from a teenage pitcher in rookie ball. I'm actually not bummed you did that, though. As much as I might like Sixto, that means that I get Kevin Maiton. Mm-hmm. Um, you never want to throw this on a guy, but basically he is has a chance to be, from all reports, and this is much more basing this on... Ben Badler and <coughs> Ben Badler talking to international scouts, international scouting directors, but he is a guy who could be one of those very rare bats, the Miguel Cabrera-esque rare as far as an international hitter. I don't want to put that on him, but he's that interesting. I mean, what do you think, Matt? Yeah, <coughs> those, those are the comps we hear, and we'll find out probably at... Uh, He'll be in the he'll be in the GCL this year. Yeah, in, in the Happy League probably later in the year because that's what the Braves do. I so hope. If it's so, Danville's not that far from us, and <laughs> we will be making trips to Danville. See, Danville also comes through Burlington around here. So, okay, sixth pick, I'm going to go to the Mets, but I'm going to jump over Justin Dunn because I already have a couple pitchers who have enough risk already. So I'm going to take Desmond Lindsay here. Okay, the outfielder who played in the New York Penn League last year. The potential power speed guy who can stay in center field, still learning the nuances because he's a converted high school third baseman. But I think you look for power, patience, and speed, and this guy has it. So you go that way. I'm going to go a Met also, and I'm also going to go down the board. I'm going to go Gesselman. So seventh. the seventh player on the Reds list, uh, the I mean the Mets list, and uh, who was uh, really good last year, took big strides forward, I think, over the last two years. Um I'm going to go upside there. Now, again, that's a lot of pitchers still left on this board that I like. So There are. There's going to be one fewer after I pick. So okay. I'm, I'm taking Zipucky on the Mets list. This is interesting. So you're skipping over because uh, you did the Mets list, so mm-hmm. I can rag you on this because I did I did a little bit on one of my lists. Too, yeah. where, so he goes Zipucky, which is eighth on your Mets list, and that skips over just to Justin Dunn and Brandon Nemo and Gavin Giacchini. So, yeah. I'm going more for upside in this exercise because going the opposite way did not pay off last time. So he's, he's Matt I'm sticking with my Costanza strategy. He's going the opposite of uh, the Matt gut. So uh, so you go that way, man. I could I could keep taking brace pitchers for a long time. Um, I am going to take at this point 
I'm gonna take Max Fried. I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna. Well, I pass on Weigel. I'm gonna go a little bit more upside. Max Fried. I'll go the lefty over the righty. Um, so Max Fried. I'm probably being a little bit too, too swayed by the fact that uh, it was not long ago that Max Fried went out in spring training and had a uh, dominant outing. I shouldn't base anything on that. I'm not <laughs> trying to, but the reality of it is, is Max Fried is a lefty who. The only knock on him is is that he is behind because he was injured. But as far as pure stuff, it's a lefty with front line of the starter stuff. It's a lefty who was considered the top uh, lefty prep pitcher in his draft class. Second best pitcher. How many years ago now? Uh, that was part... 2012? Uh, yes, yes, it was. Um, it was a long time ago. He's um, lighting up low end. Let, let's put it this way. <laughs> many of the other high school players were taken in his draft class. Including pitchers like Lance McCullers are uh, working on their way towards arbitration, <laughs> and Max Fried will be working on his way out of Low A this year. But uh, but there was a Tommy John surgery, and let's be honest, what happened was is that there was Tommy, there was an elbow injury, and there was the I never I'm not dismerching anyone who tries this. If you're a pitcher, you don't want to get hurt, cut on. But there was the hey, let's see if we can rehab this. Which meant that instead of Max Fried missing a year or a year and a half, he really missed two full seasons. Um, two full seasons. Mm -hmm. And so there's been a lot of time lost, but as a scout has, many a scout has said to me, but especially a few scouts who are really smart say, they don't check IDs on the mound. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, he's a little behind, but stuff is stuff. Yeah, and there's still a lot of good prospects on the board. Oh, oh yeah. The, I mean, the Braves had the number three overall pick, Ian Anderson, is on the board here. Tyler Kolek, the top high school pitcher in the 2014 draft. draft. Uh, Justin Dunn, one of the top college arms from 2016. He's in the med system. Uh, Juan Soto, the MVP uh, yeah. of the Gulf Coast League, is on this. So the National we League might East. have to go a little bit deeper on this again. We'll do like we did with the NL Central. We'll pick a couple extra players. Only the top seven count for us, though, for the... Uh... Okay. So I'll take uh, Justin Dunn, the Mets. Not a bad pick right there. You're, you have to feel like that you got... Excellent value with your pick right there. Yeah, a lot of teams thought that he could have gone higher than 19th overall. Just to, I think there's some uncertainty about his future role just because what he's done going from a starter, going from a reliever to a starter during his draft year and still being a first-round pick is unprecedented for a college pitcher, at least in the past 15 years. But a lot of teams are uh, as bullish as the Mets are on him. Okay, that puts it back to me, and I'm taking Ian Anderson. I'll take the uh, one of the top prep pitchers in last year's draft class. And again, at this point, I feel like I'm getting outstanding value. Um, we'll see. You know, it's a, there's a lot of risk there. Uh, when you're talking about a high school pitcher who's yet to have a, a full season of pro ball, and as we talked about in a previous podcast of this, the reality is, is that the top, now I, I, I do like the fact that uh, he wasn't just the top. He was, it was a, a group of top pitchers in this year's draft class. But that being said, the top prep pitchers in the draft class, the track record is a little frightening sometimes. But uh, but yeah. at this point, I, I, I can't leave them on the board. Okay. Uh, we're doing two more picks? Yeah. Sure. No, yeah, yeah. I'll do Juan Soto, the Nationals. Uh, Gulf Coast League. If you didn't take him, I, I, I may have. So. 360 with power last year. The GCL, granted, but he's a teenager. He's, he's already pretty physically mature, so we don't know how much growth is there, but he's off to a great start. Again, the thing that jumps out is is that these are players who are either top hundred players or cusp of top hundred players, and we're still picking them this deep in the in this little division draft. 
that puts it back to me, and you've kept him there for me. So Patrick Weigel is a uh, Cooperstown bounder because I can't wait any longer. Um, if you go, if you search baseballamerica.com slash T slash Patrick dash Weigel slash on our site, you'll find the, that's a tag for Patrick Weigel on our site, and you'll find the story I did talking to him uh, last year just about uh, a pretty remarkable uh, improvement he's made. It was a, a pretty spotty college career, but turned into a very good pro career so far. He's made pretty major strides, and the stuff is legit stuff. So that still leaves some good guys on the board. I mean, yeah. Nick Williams, Reese Hoskins, Franklin Kilome, Roman Quinn, Wilmer Defoe, Brandon Nemo, Gavin Giacchini, uh Sean Newcomb. Sean Newcomb. Okay. By the way, Sean Newcomb, if Sean Newcomb gets taken, and I know we've gone a little deeper on this one in the uh, NL Central one, but that would be the first Yahtzee we have of this where every player from an organization gets taken. Well, the ball's going to be in your court, and I don't think you're going to take him. I, I'm going to take Roman Quinn of the Phillies. Okay. 80 runner, I think with better hitting ability than people acknowledge. He's lost some time to injury, which has impacted his offensive development, but I think long term, if he can stay healthy, he's a first division Started. That puts it back to me, and I will take Sean Newcomb. Wow. I'll take the uh, the lefty who you want the control to be better. Um, the ball comes out of his hand easy in a weird way, and I mean that in that it looks like he's not throwing as hard as he does, um, which is generally a good thing, but you also look at it and go, why is he not throwing more strikes? And I can't ever figure that out either. So it's a, it's an interesting combo that way. That being said, again, when you look at value picks, I feel like this deep in this division draft, I'm very happy with that one. That puts the uh, – oh, Daniel, so that was, it. that was the last pick. And the best well, remaining player would well, be – see, here's the thing. Okay, so we've taken all the Braves now. Mm-hmm. The one other exercise i say before we wrap up this division is, is let's keep going very rapid fire and just see when would one of us have taken a Marlin. So Okay, I'll take Nimmo. Okay, I'm going to take uh, Nick Williams. Who's still there, by the way? I'll take. Uh, Kilame? So Hoskins is still on the board, right? Yeah. I'll take Reese Hoskins. Okay. I'll take Gavin Giacchini. You take Gavin Giacchini. I'll take my Latin version, Wilmer Defoe. <laughs> okay, now now you can. I think it would be between like Scott Kingery. I'm taking Scott Kingery first before I take. Uh... I think I would too, but I'm, th- I'm, I'm thinking Kolek is in the discussion now. So you're taking I'll Kingery. Take I'm taking Dylan Cousins. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking. I'll put it this way. I'm taking to speed this up. I'll, I'll take Kolek next. Okay, because I was gonna say I would take Andrew Stevenson and Coda Glover first. Really? Coda Glover is basically Coda Glover is a realistic option for what Tyler Kolek could end up being, but he is not coming off of Tommy John surgery and. Could be pitching in the Nationals' big league bullpen this year. Um, I do like the guys who have the starter experience in the minors. Glover doesn't have that. That is true. That would be my defense of Kolek. But, in other words, again, sorry Marlins fans, but it's it's not a deep system right now. There's a reason for that. They've traded away a lot of depth in the uh, you know if we had had uh, Josh Naylor, probably wouldn't have been drafted either. But we'd have thought about it. no, let's be honest. But they, they, but they still get credit for for Yelich and Stanton. Yes, they had Jose Fernandez. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and Marcelo Zuna. I mean, those guys are still young major leaguers. Yes, that's why they're you know in co- competitive at the big league level. But uh, but that yeah. wraps 
that's a, uh, a fun way to wrap up our uh, National League East look. One more of these to do, Matt. We're almost done. We have the American League East to wrap this up. We know we'll have a lot of listeners for that because, let's be honest, we know that every Red Sox fan, every Yankees fan wants to know, do we get our guys taken before their guys get taken? <laughs> and then we'll also have the Orioles fans and the Blue Jays fans and the Rays fans listening as well. But before we do that, we do want to remind you uh, that our podcast are sponsored by Baseballism. Baseballism is the official off-the-field brand of baseball, offering apparel for men, women, and kids. If you're a baseball fan, you need to check out Baseballism.com or visit their retail locations in Cooperstown, New York, and Scottsdale, Arizona. Go to Baseballism.com and enter the code BA2017 to save 20% on your order. And when you do that, you are helping the Baseball America podcast, and we thank you for that. We do want to remind you again, if you have not subscribed, if you're enjoying this, subscribe to us on iTunes, subscribe to us on Android. Subscribe to us on TuneIn, if you want, which I think is the way that Matt Eddy uh, gets his Baseball America podcast. So uh, for J.J. Cooper, uh, which is me, and Matt Eddy, uh, so long, everybody. We will be back tomorrow with the American League East. This concludes our program. Want more in-depth baseball coverage? Be a better fan. Visit BaseballAmerica.com to get more comprehensive baseball coverage. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.